In the next seven minutes or so, we look back on a week where Britain's Queen Elizabeth died, Boris Johnson left number 10 Downing Street and Liz Truss took over as Prime Minister. Plus, there was good news on budget 2023 and bad news on interest rates. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7 and don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates at 7am. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II died on Thursday, the 8th of September, 2022. Her death was reported by media organisations just after 6.30pm. Normal programmes have been suspended because of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. The statement issued by Buckingham Palace... We have some very important news. Buckingham Palace has just announced that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has died. A few moments ago... Buckingham Palace announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. So let's take a moment to reflect on that news. New Prime Minister Liz Truss, who only met with the Queen on Tuesday morning as she was sworn in as PM, paid tribute to the long-serving monarch. Queen Elizabeth II was the rock on which modern Britain was built. Our country has grown and flourished under her reign. Britain is the great country it is today because of her. Labour Party leader Sir Keir Starmer also offered his condolences to the royal family and recognised her devotion to her role and the unique position she had in British life. As the British nation begins an initial 10 days of mourning, flags are being flown at half-mast and preparations underway for a royal funeral. There was a detailed plan prepared in the event that she died in Scotland, which includes a ceremonial procession along the Royal Mile in Edinburgh. The coffin will then be flown back to London, returning to Buckingham Palace in preparation for lying in state at the Palace of Westminster. Minister. There will follow a full state funeral, most likely at the end of the initial 10-day mourning period, which will then be followed by a further seven days for the royal household. King Charles III will be formally appointed on Saturday, following a meeting of the Privy Council chaired by Penny Mordaunt. He addressed the nation on Friday. In a little over a week's time, we will come together as a nation, as a commonwealth, and indeed a global community to lay my beloved mother to rest. In our sorrow, let us remember and draw strength from the light of her example. On behalf of all my family, I can only offer the most sincere and heartfelt thanks for your condolences and support. And to my darling Mama, as you begin your last great journey to join my dear late Papa, I want simply to say this. Thank you. Tributes also flowed in from leaders around the world with Brazilian President Bolsonaro declaring three days of mourning and statements from both US President Joe Biden and former Presidents Trump and Obama. Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon says Queen Elizabeth was a great constant and always performed her duties with dedication and fidelity. Scotland loved respected and admired her and by all accounts Her Majesty was really happier than when she was here in Scotland at her beloved Balmoral. French President Emmanuel Macron described her as a kind-hearted queen who was a friend of France. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau recognised Her Majesty's steady grace and resolve in a complicated world. Canada is in mourning. She was one of my favourite people in the world. 
and I will miss her so. Taoiseach Micheál Martin also paid tribute and expressed support for the British people and her family. Her historic visit to Ireland in 2011 was seen as a key moment in rebuilding Anglo-Irish relations. Her commitment to and support for the Good Friday Agreement, reconciliation and mutual understanding was critical to advancing positive relations on these islands. A vigil was held on Monday night in Tala to remember the three siblings who died in a violent assault on Sunday night. Lisa Cash, who was aged 18, and her twin brother and sister, Christian Chelsea, aged 8, died at their home in Rossfield Avenue. A 24-year-old man has been arrested and now charged with three murders. Garda Commissioner Drew Harris visited the scene and was visibly shocked by the aftermath of the awful event. It has to be said, it's, uh, it's one of the worst incidents that I've heard of or come across in my service. Kevin Shorthold, principal of St. Aidan's Community School, says both staff Staff and students are shocked by the events of Sunday night. We have NEPS psychologists on site. They reached out to us yesterday. We have a very broad and experienced care team here, pastoral care team in the school with, with school counsellors and guidance counsellors and people who, uh, school completion and so on, who have been working with students. And Lisa herself was a lovely, calm, gentle, peaceful, talented, beautiful young lady. As Irish customers saw another energy price rise on Wednesday, this time from Energia, there was some good news from Environment Minister Eamon Ryan. There'll be a further universal energy credit as a support measure in the budget. A lot of people are arguing we should have done a mini-budget in the summer, and we said at the time, no, because the time this is going to hit is in the late autumn, early, early next year. So I think it was absolutely right for us to hold our fire, to wait to see what the real situation was in the autumn, and that's when we need to provide supports. So that's the right time to do it. Sinn Féin sounds unimpressed, though, as Pierre Starr warned that the scale of the government plan is just not enough. We have the space to make sure that we protect and support families and workers as best we can and we need real ambition from government at this point in time to do that. The EU also weighed in with a series of new measures designed to help take control of energy costs, including a gas price cap, a windfall tax for low-carbon energy companies and new rules for electricity usage in peak hours. If you look at the costs of electricity, there are peak demands. And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. Still to come on the Standout 7 Island edition, an update on Ukraine and a tribute to Taylor Hawkins. Right after this. Welcome back. Tuesday saw Boris Johnson take to the podium one last time as he signed off on his three years in number 10 Downing Street. Did he use his final speech to the nation as a chance to apologise and set the record straight? Did he mention levelling up? What about all those hospitals? Well, he did at least call on the Tory party to unite behind Liz Truss. But there was also an awful lot of waffle. Well, this is, this is it, folks. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. This morning will be in Balmoral to see Her Majesty the Queen. And the torch will finally be passed to a of the Pacific. Like Cincinnatus, I am returning to my plough. And I will be offering this government nothing around in future careers. Let me say that I am now like one of those booster rockets that has fulfilled. Thank you all very much. Thank you. And goodbye. Thank you. His speech received mixed reviews, to put it kindly, with former Director of Communications at Downing Street, Alistair Campbell, particularly unimpressed. He arrived in that building as a, as a liar and a fantasist, and he's leaving it as a liar and a fantasist. I mean, the, the, the disconnect between the country that he was describing 
and the country that he has actually helped to preside over was enormous. Ukrainian troops continue to push hard in their new offensive against Russian forces. It appears they've already recaptured significant amounts of territory in the east and south. There was more good news too as US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin at a meeting of Defence Minister in Ramassan, Germany, announced a further round of support following on from last week's $2 billion aid package. President Zelensky held the efforts of the Ukrainian army in Kharkiv on Thursday evening. In total, more than a thousand square kilometres of our territory have been liberated since September 1st. I am grateful to everyone who made it happen. I am grateful to the army, intelligence officers and special services for every Ukrainian flag that has been hoisted these days. Saturday night saw legendary rock band the Foo Fighters take to the stage at Wembley Stadium in a six-hour tribute concert for their former drummer Taylor Hawkins, who passed away earlier this year. Eurovision star Sam Ryder swung by to perform alongside Queen in a star-studded lineup. although it was Taylor's son Shane who stole the show when he took over his dad's part in a rendition of My Hero. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house when Dave Grohl made an emotional opening speech in memory of his late friend. Rest in peace, Taylor. Sing and dance, and laugh, and cry, and scream, and make some noise so he could hear us right now. This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back Monday morning at 7am. Have yourselves a great weekend. Written, produced, and published by Daft Dogs. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.